You get upset over something, and then get upset over your own upsetness. The ridiculosity of it all. In this episode, the good Dr. Cashew talks about how to break free of your garbage, sabotaging cycles, stemming from ridiculous demands of yourself. We review the SRO model and how a positive outlook makes data more useful by improving resilience instead of disasterifying. Roll the intro! More tiny tea today. Okay, legit tardiness today. I was stuck on the potty and admittedly, I decided to wait until the potty was done before I went live. And I hope that is okay. Little too much coffee. So more is the answer. Thank you, everybody. Uh, welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashing. Today's episode is a review of the SRO model, but it is far clearer since last time, perhaps. Live typos and doing things live. That's the way she goes. There are a few dozen extra private clients and getting everything pulled up here. Um, and a few hundred more people that are involved with other products and programs too. So normally this discussion is about food, but it pays to see how this model generalizes to anything blocking you from what you want, as if it's a comprehensive and scientific approach to solving problems that works for anything or some crap. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this is review for anyone that's new. Again, there are a few hundred extra people since we reviewed this last, so it's a good opportunity to make it a little tighter or more confusing. However, you know, that's just the way she goes, depending on how much coffee I had that morning, right? <laughs> these, these live lessons are filled with live typos, by the way. Okay, so here we have everything set up here. Yes, okay, excellent. The, the iPad stuff, it's getting kind of funky. <clears throat> okay, we here? All right. Excellent. Is this working? Nope. Nope. Okay, there we go. Finally, yeesh. This model consists of S, R, and O. Stimulus, response, and outcome. All of which are influenced by your underlying beliefs. Mmm. Okay, now if you don't think what you believe influences what upsets you, what you do about it, or what happens after you do the thing you do about the stuff that upset you, well then you probably also think you have terrible luck and everything you do, tr try, ends up failing and it's a disaster. And you probably have the same problem cycles over and forever and they keep coming back and ironically, in this situation, you're in luck. This is the lesson for you. <laughs> That's a good reminder. Throw down a hashtag belief. If you have a bunch of garbage cycles or have had a bunch of garbage cycles in your life, food, eating, nutrition, body image, performance, weight, whatever, uh, drinking that could benefit from some violent interruption, our specialty here at TKN, interrupting the garbage, okay? So here's what you're learning if you're new and reviewing for all the vets. TCAN's philosophy includes three main insights that deviate from the normal, deviating from the norm. And these are readily expressed through the SRO model, which we are again expanding bit by bit each lesson. One, number one, you largely create your own upsetness between stimulus and response. The pesky space between, you generate your own upsetness here. 
okay? And you compound that upsetness at outcome. Oh, by getting upset at your upsetness, you turn what is otherwise a mild frustration into misery or hostility or etc. right? And that prompts you via re-stimulation, hmm? via re-stimulation to do stupid crap that upsets you even more. And this creates a vicious cycle of garbage that consistently reinforces those thoughts and behaviors as you go around the loop. Man, and that again shrinks the space between stimulus and response. That space between where you get to think and decide and inject logic and stuff, the more times you do stupid crap, the smaller that space becomes. However, that space is always there, which is good. It means you can change it, okay? And then number four, bonus insight, Dr. Cashy's solution. Even if you do finally see that you do upset yourself here, okay, and then upset yourself about upsetting yourself, which prompts you to do stupid crap. The only way to get better is if you coach yourself or you get coached through experiences, which are like the SRO model in controlled settings, like the scientific method in a controlled setting to experiment and act against, okay? So coaching yourself or getting coached through experiences, legit ones, whereby you actively change rationally and constructively what you what you believe, what you think, and what you do by believing, thinking, and acting in direct conflict, going backwards, in direct conflict with it on purpose and with purpose. Moral here, thinking and acting in direct conflict with your conflict is the best way to resolve it. Fire with fire. Fire with fire. All right, time to hop to it. Number one. You largely and majorly create your upsetness specifically when you choose to get upset about a practical problem because they're thinking problems and practical problems, okay? A practical problem is like, man, I'm getting a little thick around the old waist, the belt loop, you know? So that's a practical problem. It has a practical solution, right? Instead of going the, doing the practical solution, you get upset about it. And that means your practical problem now turns into a thinking problem. That means you go from upset to miserable because you get upset, you're upset. So I could choose this one more time. You choose to get upset about a practical problem, okay? When you could just have done something practically to solve it. And when that happens, you have a response that is dumb and self-sabotaging, which then causes you to re-stimulate yourself right? You go from upset to miserable because this outcome O has a negative result and a negative outlook, and then that acts as a re-stimulus, okay? And this starts, all of this starts here because of a low frustration tolerance, a low tolerance to frustration, an allergy to frustration, sometimes we call it TKN, okay? The more easily you are frustrated, the more likely you are to get worked up, instead of acting practically and rationally, and the more likely you are to play stupid games and then win stupid prizes, <laughs> okay? Your low frustration tolerance is because of mainly a rigid and distorted belief system. Let's see what the next page here is. Okay, excellent. A, your low frustration tolerance, again, is mainly because of a rigid and distorted belief system. It impacts all of these things. Obviously, I hope that's obvious anyway. Beliefs about what should be happening instead of what's actually happening. And it's typically one, two, or three of these 
of these, I guess, categorical needs or demands, followed by an equally rigid and disasterifying or else. An equally rigid or disasterifying or else. So here are the basic demands, right? The demand for you to get, how do I say this? The demand for what you think is convenient. The demand for what you think is fair treatment and the demand for what you think you're entitled to. If any of these things are violated, then it gives you frustration. And if your tolerance to frustration is low, then you get stimulated, okay? This means that you demand yourself to act in a way you need to act. It must only be as difficult as it should be, and those actions have to give you the results that you deserve. Okay, you demand that you must act, you need a specific way you need to act in between stimulus and response. And then you demand for what you think is fair treatment and the result that you require. And that means that if it ends up falling short of your demand, which it will, then you have a negative and destructive outcome, which then re-stimulates you. Okay, so you demand yourself to act in a way you need to act. It must only be as difficult as it should be. And those actions have to give you the results and status you deserve. Hmm. I need this to be easier than it is. Or else this is too hard and will be impossible for me to do. Convenience. I need to be treated the way I must be treated. Fairness. Or else this is a nightmare and completely ridiculous and totally horrible. I need to act the way I should be acting and I demand results, entitlement, or else I'm a fat, stupid, lazy piece of hot garbage that can't do anything right. See how this or else things work? You set up a ridiculous demand that when you try to act on it or sabotage it, you ultimately get a negative result that fails and falls short of your ridiculous demand, then setting you up for that or else. And that or else is self-damning or self-downing or hostility or whatever that then re-stimulates you to act a fool. <laughs> All right? Blah. Right? So what happens is, again, you compound your upsetness at outcome O by getting upset at your upsetness. See if we... Here. Pull this guy up here. Cool. You compound yourself... You compound your upsetness at outcome O. Still, there we go. By getting upset at your upsetness. This is the or else part of your distorted beliefs. So outcome O is a combination of the results you get and your outlook on those results. Now the results are, should be objective. That is a, that is a realistic and logical demand. <laughs> a result, data is data, all right? Now, what is not data is how that data is interpreted, and that's where things get funky, all right? So outcome O is a combination of the results you get and your outlook on those results. And listed here, whoop, okay? Your underlying beliefs provide advantage or handicap on that outlook, which I'll get to in just a moment. Right? A positive result means you get closer to what you want. You're on the right side here. A negative result is that you get further from what you want. On the left side here. A positive outlook, okay, so that's up and down. A positive outlook is, oh, you learn from this. 
It's an overall constructive outcome. So if you get further from, if it's a crappy result, but you learn from it, it's resilient. You're resilient, acting resiliently. If you have a negative, a crappy result, and a, also a crappy outlook, well, it's a disaster, it's futile, it's a waste. If you have a positive result and a crappy outlook, well, then that makes you demanding, essentially. Whatever the result is, well, it doesn't count. It was supposed to be that way. It had to be that way anyway. Or the, even though it's a good result, it wasn't a good enough good result. Okay. And then, of course, if you have a positive outcome and a positive outlook, that is essentially gratefulness. And then you can incorporate those experiences to reinforce the behaviors that allows you to get the positive result if you really integrate it as a true and positive result. Right now, a constructive outcome up here, a constructive outcome, it increases your tolerance to frustration. And it also decreases the number of frustrations in your life. This means you have a low chance, a low chance to re-stimulate from the outcome. If you have an outcome that is, that is constructive, then the chances that you re-stimulate are low. Now with a destructive outcome, with a destructive outcome, you decrease your tolerance to frustration. You increase the number of frustrations in your life and you have a high chance to re-stimulate. A high chance to re-stimulate. Why do you have a high chance to re-stimulate? Well, whoopsies. You have a high chance to re-stimulate because the destructive outcome, it acts as a frustrating stimulus. <laughs> It's almost as if this whole thing makes a little bit of sense. I hope so. If, if the sense it makes is low, please inquire, please. Holy cow, this is so helpful for everybody involved, okay? If your demands are violated, which they will be, then even if your results are positive, even if your results are positive, closer to what you want, then the outlook on those results will be negative. So a distorted belief presupposes you to a specific kind of outlook on your results, completely divorced of what the results are. So if you have a rigid and distorted um, and dogmatic belief system, then really the results end up meaning Jack Diddley because in every circumstance, you're gonna figure out a way to make it a learning experience or a wasteful disaster. Hope that makes sense, right? So as a pro tip here, you set yourself up to fail harder when you arbitrarily determine if your results are positive or negative as well. This is a secondary issue where, yeah, sure, the result either gets you further from what you want, which is a, you know, a negative result, or closer to what you want, which is a positive result. But that also supposes that you have a good measurement system to determine if your results are any good. And most people just guess or go with their gut or eyeball or whatever. <laughs> and if you have a distorted and rigid belief system, but also have, have, have a crappy measurement system, then it will, also, it will also skew your perception of the actual data, which means that you're gonna be stuck down here, man. Ugh. I hope that makes sense. It gets me all riled up, all right? Now, if you have a reasonable, if you have a reasonable way to measure and analyze those measurements, you decrease the chances of activating your or else portion of your demanding belief, <laughs> right? I must act perfectly or else I'm a stupid, fat, slow idiot who can't do anything right. <laughs>
Well, if you have a good measurement system, then you can determine if you had met those standards or you fell short of those standards if you have reasonable, anyway, hope this makes sense, right? If you have distorted beliefs and poor measurements, or you just guess or go by gut feelings, then all of your results will feel or look negative, even when they are positive. You gotta give yourself a chance. That's why TKN's here, you gotta give yourself a chance. Choose a positive or negative outlook on those results. You, this is your choice, right? And this yields the outcome with four major options, which are here, we discussed those already, okay? And now, to summarize all this stuff again, because repetition is definitely the key to learning stuff, <clears throat> you largely create your own upsetness between stimulus and response. This is where you create upsetness. And the stimulus is essentially when you are blocked from what you want. It is a practical problem that you then turn into a thinking problem because you choose to get upset instead of choosing to do something about the problem. Okay? You have exceeded your tolerance to frustration and therefore you become upset. Right? You compound that upsetness at outcome O after you do something dumb about your upsetness and or you do something smart about your upsetness, but you have a distorted belief and therefore, even if the result is good, you'll figure out a way to make it crappy. And if it is crappy, well then by golly, having a crappy outcome is a frustrating experience and pff, you are re-stimulated and the process starts all over again. You compound this upsetness at outcome O by getting upset at your upsetness. You turn what is an otherwise mild frustration into misery or hostility, hostility or whatever. And this happens because of how you combine, how you, how you combine your outcome dependencies, your outlook and your results, right? Well, are you closer to what you want or further away? If you have a good measurement system that is reliable, then that's easy to tell. If you're just guess or going by your gut, well then it depends on what your, your belief system is. If you have a distorted belief system and then you guess and go by your gut, the results are probably always gonna feel and look bad. <laughs> and then your, out, your negative outlook on those results is going to compound even worse, all right? Now, the outlook also determines is this, is this a disaster or a waste or an experiment with useful data, hmm? Now, if a stupid and a futile failure that will prompt you via re-stimulation to do stupid crap that upsets you more. Why? Because a negative outlook with negative results is a frustrating experience and frustrating experiences are what cause your stimulation. And a low frustration tolerance means that every time you go through this cycle with a negative outlook, you, you make yourself more sensitive to frustration every time, which does this make sense? This is how things perpetuate. <laughs> so the bonus insight here is that even if you do finally see that you upset yourself about upsetting yourself about upsetting yourself and then do stupid crap and make it worse yet again, you still got to coach yourself or get coached through experiences via experiences. This is what that ends up looking like where you actively change rationally and constructively what you rigidly and dogmatically believe. How you interpret your problems through those rigid and dogmatic beliefs. Here's the problem interpretation. That space between stimulus and response. That's the processing. And how you impulsively sabotage yourself. <laughs> okay? And you change this, excuse me, actively by disputing your rigid and dogmatic beliefs with your thinking. You go backwards and you dispute that crap. 
you question your sabotaging thoughts. You, everything goes backwards. Everything ends up going backwards. You get this weird urge and you go, wait, that's a weird urge. So if you dispute the belief and you realize, man, my belief is ridiculous. This is impossible to deal with. Well, the next time you get that urge, it'll be a flag and you go, oh, I should think about that urge. That's pretty silly. Acting perfect is hard, <laughs> let alone perfect every time. And then you challenge your impulse-driven behaviors. So when you normally have an urge to do a response, now in a controlled environment, with help if you need, you can set up your own controlled SRO loop to go backwards, to effectively go backwards and act against all this garbage, right? You run experiments and you collect data you collect data on what you believe, think, and act, and you do that crap in direct conflict with your conflicts. You do it on purpose and with purpose, and these things work best when they are specific to the problem you need to solve specific to you, okay? The moral here is thinking and acting in direct conflict with your conflicts is the best way to resolve them. Gotta fight fire with fire here. Again, throw down a hashtag belief if you've been introduced to the SRO system and you think you can interrupt these garbage cycles in your life, food, eating, nutrition, body image, performance, drinking, whatever. Thank you for making it through with me. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out.